I'm Kaylin. And I'm Heather. And this is We Need Closure. We Need Closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We need closure. Do you, do you ever, do you feel like you're living your best life? Currently? Yes, currently. No, No. not at all. Okay. Not at all. I don't think that I am either. And I, that sounds so terrible to say, but I was on stupid Instagram today, mm. last night. I don't know. Get me, throw my phone across I the know. room. And I was seeing these people like with the little eye patches under their oh, eyes. Yeah, yeah. And like they, they had just gone for a long walk and they were treating themselves to some type of spa treatment at home. And I don't think I even, rem- I can't remember the last time I washed my hair, let alone took time for like self-care like that. Yeah. So then that led me to think like, am I living my best life? I know. Well, there's, and by the way, that's not, that's excluding my family. Yes, I don't mean, right. I, I was going to say like, there's layers of that. I yes. feel like, yes, like, yeah, I have the best like husband and kids and like, I am very lucky with our house and all that stuff. Yes. Hashtag but blessed. like, yes. Um, just like in terms of like me as a person <laughs> yes. is, is, uh, could use some work. Okay. So we're both in the home. Yeah. We're in the self-improvement boat. Of yeah. Like we, we just got to that- stay off social, social media. Yeah. And then I feel good about myself. Oh, hundred percent. I yeah. like life was so much better without it. I know. And yet we promote this podcast on it. Yeah, so, we do. Hey, like Don't and follow, stay share. Don't it, but- <laughs> <laughs> Only follow us. Well, I just had to ask because when I see stuff like that, I don't even own the little eye patches that go under the eye. I actually don't know how they work. I don't know how long you're supposed to put them on. I wouldn't know how to put a mask on if you paid me like the, you know, and like an application of like a clay mask. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of that stuff. I got into a really good rhythm at beginning of the year when I just was doing all, I actually was doing all those things. Okay. I can send you the link on Amazon. They're like you, the gold pack. Yes, yes, that's what I need. And I got like a skincare process. I did the whole thing. And I've got, I've given and it up. we are. Because I'm lazy, I guess. Well, I don't know. No, life gets busy. So in January, you're living your best yes. life. Yes. And, <laughs> and by May. <laughs> Which I'm Here sure, we are. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure is also, you know, the trend for most people, but especially me. Like come May, June, and then I'll get a wave of like June, like, all right. Yes. I still have half the year left to change myself. Absolutely. And November hits. And I'm like, well, there's always January. <laughs> And then I'll die. That's just going to be like a cycle every year. (laughs) Over and over again until we die. Holy crap. Okay. Well, part of us probably not being able to live our best self-care lives is that we are realtors. (laughs) (laughs) We have to do these jobs. So I have to ask you, did you do your job this week? Yes. I'm trying to remember. um, You've blacked it out at this point. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, it's. Yes, I did. I feel like we're still in kind of a crazy spring market in general with real estate. 100%. But we're also in, again, that like last two weeks of school where we have everything. And like I said, I think I've said before, your daughter's still fairly young. Yeah, you've warned me what's coming. So what's coming when they go to elementary school is just uh, like so many things. It sounds terrible. So many things. And I just wake up and I don't check my calendar and like, I know I'm forgetting something just and I'm praying just, just, yeah. You, you show up at the right place at the right, right time. I'm just waiting for a phone call for someone to be like, you didn't pick up your child early. With or, the right gift. With the right. Yes. Oh, and then end of year gifts and all. I've just a lot of stuff. So Heather, I'm kind of uh, coasting. I, no, you're. But then I've planned zero childcare things for the <laughs> summer. So I don't know why I think 
oh, I can't wait for summer when my life gets easier. And I'm just going to have two children staring at me <laughs> and all their, summer. And their iPads. And their iPads. Heather, I went to drop Maddie off at school yesterday and I overheard uh, probably a parent say, let's take these to your teachers. And I turn around just in time to see perfectly wrapped monogrammed items wrapped in cellophane with bows that were going to individually go to these teachers. Do you know what I did? Mm. I took a bottle of wine out yeah. of my wine fridge. I stuck it in a bag and I handed it to a teacher and I said, I love you. Thank you for everything you've Give ever done. Give the teacher what they want. That's all. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have time for the rest of it. No. I'll figure it out someday. No, I really, I've talked to actual teachers and I think that they would much rather have straight up cash, which is what sometimes we do, <laughs> okay, like good. literally cash, <laughs> okay, good. gift card or alcohol. alcohol. Done. And if you can do all three, oh, I yeah. mean. I will, then I'm going to be their best I'll freaking be, friend. Yes. Because that's actually all I can do. Yes. It's alcohol and money. That's perfect. Um, but yeah, a lot of my job this past week was still kind of negotiating through my my current house, my listing. Absolutely. We're in Sweet Sweet Pending, which is so great. Hell yeah. And I did the um, the ultimate, you know, thing I tell my sellers not to do, which is, you know, you get all excited. You get the house ready. You set a list price. You, oh my gosh, I hope we get it. You I don't know what's going to happen. You panic about the list price because it's a little bit higher than what the comps are showing, but yours is different. Um, and then you get it and you get multiple offers and you get a little bit higher and ding, you have ding, backup ding. offers. So then you start freaking out. Oh, I underpriced it. I left money on the table. Why didn't I price it higher? I'm an idiot. Clearly I gave it away, <laughs> but I have to tell my, what I tell myself and my sellers is like, no, like this is, we did, this is how it should have the worked. Research went into it. We had the data to support it. I mean, yes. I've, honey, I've been in the exact I mean, but of course I'm situation. still like, dang it. I of left $50,000 on the table. <laughs> Which, which has is not like nothing. never occurred no, in the history of no. time. If I had priced it like a dollar more, it would have sat for 30 days. Absolutely. So, Welcome but we are pending. Lives. We are, everybody's excited. Sweet, sweet pending. God mm -hmm. bless it. Which I means have, I actually have to move and pack and all the things. So. You're not stressed at all. No. No. It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I'm getting your guest room ready as we speak. Yes. Yep. Come in. on in. Mm -hmm. Bring the hermit crab. Um, do you notice that I did ask you if you did your job this week? Because I only ask it on the weeks I'm willing to talk yes, about mine yes, as well. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, it's all about <laughs> There's me. There's an Heather. uptick in this question I've noticed the past couple of days. Tell me about your job. Oh, my God. I got my listing under contract. Oh, my gosh. And I, again, it's it's a small celebration. You know, we do not even begin to get near a cel real celebration until things are signed on the dotted line. But this is the one I couldn't talk about last week because it was. I just felt like I had been doing every single thing I was supposed to be doing. And what I am here to say is I was glad that I stuck to my guns about a few things. And we're going to talk, excuse me, we're going to talk a little bit about trusting your intuition. Mm -hmm. And what I'm also glad about is that it truly just takes one, Heather. Yes. It, and and I kept repeating that to myself and to my sellers, but also had backup. I, we had backup plans, right? Like mm -hmm. if that one was not coming in here soon, we were going to be shifting gears and doing a little bit of a different strategy. But the reason I was glad I t trusted my intuition is we had we had got notified, if you will, that we had a buyer that was going to bring us an offer. I mean, to the point where the agent and I were verbally kind of negotiating things before she put things on paper, mm -hmm. um, only to discover that her client did not feel comfortable submitting that offer until the pre-approval was in hand. Now that sounds like a duh, right? Obviously yeah. that is the number one thing we need as a buyer's agent to put that offer through. But 
I hate to admit this, but I think that, you know, you could probably agree with me on this. We get moving fast sometimes, whether mm-hmm. it's on the listing side or the buyer side. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get the pre, yeah, we, oh, yeah. we, we've already talked to the lender. Like we'll get the pre-approval. It'll be there in two seconds. Mm-hmm. And she, right when she told me that and then shared with me who the lender was and that it was going to take a while to get it in, all my little red flag spidey senses went up and I'm like, we're not waiting on this one. I don't have a good feeling about it. We're going to keep shopping, if mm-hmm. you will. Luckily, the second one came in. That's where we got the offer done and done only for the next day, that buyer's agent to call me, text me, whatever. How do we communicate in 2023? Mm-hmm. And said, hey, that pre-approval came in and it was significantly lower mm-hmm. than what they thought they could offer. Oh, We would have been in a hell of a time. Yes. It would have been bad. Mm-hmm. So it made me think about like all the times I've had to like trust my intuition on something or trust my gut. Yes. And I wanted to like talk to you about it because there are so many times in this industry, even with this list price stuff that you've just talked mm-hmm. about, like there are so many times where I have looked at the data and I, I mean, it is, I have taken, I am making a decision with the facts that I I have in hand and I, and my experience and all things combined. And I'm still just like, Oh my God, are oh my doing gosh, this right? and this was kind of one of those, like you've got so much on the line and obviously they're like, Hey, what about my sellers? Hey, what about that other offer? What about that other offer? Of course I was in constant communication with that agent, but mm-hmm. it was also like, guys, let's not hold our breath. Yeah. Let's not hold our breath. And I was really glad I did it. Yes. So here we are. And I don't, because I don't want to do that There's a small again. chance that you would have been like, okay, fine, let's just sign this up. And yes, yeah, the pre-approval is coming. Totally. But if you had done that, then you probably would have not gotten that second offer because they would have Absolutely. seen that you're under contract. We're not going to mess with it. Exactly. And then you find out those people actually can't afford the house. Yes. Yeah. A second part of the deal was, um, you know, there was that kind of push to lower it again, to mm-hmm. price improve, if you will. And I just didn't want to. Like there was just something in my gut that was like, if I do that again, we're going to be below the number they want to be below. And this, and again, by the way, this, this has not always worked out like this, but yeah. this was just one of those perfect examples of like, I'm just kind of glad I, I didn't lower it. And I'm glad we didn't take, you know, wait on that other offer. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through it this week, guys, trust your gut. Trust your gut. Trust yeah. Your there's, gut. I know as, as much of our uh, job is very black and white in terms of contracts and legalities, legalities, there is this side of it that is very like, if you've been doing it as long as we have, like you, you sometimes get just this little sense of like something's a little off here yeah. and then you have to struggle with how much do I lean into that versus, okay, it's the exact price that we want, the terms that we want, but there's like, oh, there's something a little off. Feeling. There's a feeling. I know. And it's so frustrating. And it led us into talking about like, obviously we've had an entire episode that was what I wish I would have known before I was a realtor, kind of basically like the realities of our job or what we can talk about. Again, there's so much that we can't talk about, but it, it got you and I talking about We wish that there was something kind of in the world of what I'm going to call house media, and we're going to get into the specifics of that, that actually portrayed the realities of what we go through. Now, you and I both admitted that can actually not happen. No. This podcast is like the closest thing that we're going to get to what we're actually going through. On TV, they could actually never discuss really what we go through because there's too much privacy. And yeah, I mean, we we talk about maybe... 9% 9% of yeah. what we can actually, you know, it's like HIPAA rules. I mean, we're not going to talk about current. Exactly. I wish you guys could be I, here for the first I wish hour. Could, I wish we could. Before One we start day recording. when we are not realtors, we're going to do like a true tell, tell all. all. Because what the listener doesn't know is we sit here for about an hour before we start recording and really talk about talk what happened about in our, our jobs. Um, but anyway, yes, I think, um, I think there's been 
so many shows about um, you know, buying and selling and, and they're very entertaining, but oh, yeah. I'm kind of getting tired of them. I'm so tired of them. <laughs> That's what we started talking about was, although you and I don't even have Even though time, I would totally be on one if anybody asked Hell me. yeah, give us a call HGTV. <laughs> we will absolutely have our own show. But, but in, in, in all reality, like we don't even have time to watch these shows, but I was thinking back this week about how, and I've said it before, but I I feel like I almost got into this because of HGTV, just like every other basic realtor out there. We saw like it was enticing and interesting and thought I can do that because we're arrogant and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden when I turn it on now, which is very rare, I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Where did it go? Where did the reality of it go? It's strictly entertainment. Mm Kind of led you and I down like a rabbit hole of the shows that that are yeah. on right now that we don't like. And then we start talking about what we want to see. What we want to see. So this is basically our pitch to like Netflix or yes. HGTV or something that's like, hey, give the people what they want. Yeah. And it it did lead me, I told you I was listening to a podcast by with Dak Shepard. He was interviewing Shonda Rhimes, who is outrageously successful. She's a show writer and a showrunner and all those things. Grey's Anatomy, if mm-hmm. anybody doesn't know what she's done. The other things like that. Bridgerton, which by the way, I didn't know she did that. Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. She's kind of doing okay with it. Yeah. Um, but basically she said, I create shows that I want to watch. I don't think about what everybody else wants to watch. And it led you and I to a list of the types of shows we want to see. Yeah, that I actually really want to see. We want to be represented in the media, basically. But it all, well, we wanted to go down like an audit of mm-hmm. what's on right now and what so we are- So stay the union on a few shows. Absolutely. So what was first on your list? Well, I'm going to start with- um, House Hunters, which early on I was obsessed with House Hunters. Obsessed. Like, I don't, it was my show. I would Absolutely. watch it all the time. And now I know, because I've got some insiders in the business, Kaylin, yeah. um, your that most, off. I think most, if not all, of those people have actually already bought their house. Correct. Their house is done, purchased. And so they come in and film all this afterwards. They look at three pretend homes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like none of them. To pretend and one real. Yeah, yeah. to pretend and one real. And um, the realtor in that show is pretty much non-existent. Exactly. It's, you know, and I also feel like sometimes they don't tell the realtor they're going to be on camera in that one. No, Because sometimes I look at these realtors and I'm like, what (laughs) is happening? Granted, I look like garbage every day, but I know I'm not going to be on an internationally famous <laughs> yeah, show. That day you showed up in leggings I mean, and they were judged by that frumpy. other agent. Uh, I Make mean, the other thing is, I it is such a poor representation of not only they what we do. They don't ask them a single question. It's like they don't ask important. Them a, no, they don't ask them a single question. They talk about the most basic features of the home. Because like they've I'm, already bought the house yes. with another realtor. And also, who knew that these fools, these random Americans could, or who, whomever, I guess the show's international, mm-hmm. could act their asses off. Oh, I know. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. And I will end on this because they're one of my favorite ones was, Dusty was watching it with me. These people moved from America. I forgot some little town in Omaha, Nebraska, let's just say. <laughs> and they just sold, I mean, they just sold all their belongings and just moved to this little town in Italy. And they were able to buy this like building. Like I mean, it's so cheap. Oh God. And we were like, oh my, like, we're what? moving to Italy. Yeah. yeah. For like $5, I can live in like this. <laughs> and it, it was awful. They came back like three months. You know how they come back? Like, let's check in three months later. Yes. They had done zero repairs. The no. roof was leaking. There was no running water. It was 
Awful. Horrible. And I feel bad saying that was my favorite episode, but it was the closest I feel like I got to like reality. reality. Their yeah. dream did not come true. It did not. This is all we're asking. Yeah. We just want a little bit more reality. They regretted their whole thing. Oh my God. Okay. This is the other problem is the more widespread these shows get, you and I actually end up, and, and a lot of people end up knowing people who were on them. Like I swear there's a family out of, in Ridgely Hills that was on one of these shows. Oh yes. And again, you do end up getting kind of that insight and so our issue with that this one in particular is okay it's not real house hunters house hunters yeah. the the agent is represented completely in the background mm-hmm. that it's like i they just not even a remote representation of what no. we do so that's our that's kind of our hang up with that show yeah. which by the way did you prefer the international uh, episodes or the the domestic episodes well the international are just funny because now Hysterical. i'm like this is hilarious like you're going to be wanting your target and your starbucks absolutely like Yes. This is and your SUV. And they never know the English they never know the language. <laughs> like I don't know. I actually do feel the international ones are, as you've already said, a little bit more representative yeah. of a reality. Yeah. Like they truly are selling their 7,000 square foot house in South Lake, Texas, and they're moving to like a shack uh-huh. in the Dominican Republic. Just to say they could, yeah. Absolutely. They lived it. They did they it. They did it. So that's that's our issue with house yeah. Um, Are you going to bring up the the, the Mecca, the, uh, the fixer upper? Oh, man. Oh, God. So when it Fixer Upper started, I was all about it. I loved it. You I know, think I'd seen every episode in the first I couple I didn't seasons. appreciate how they spent so much money and effort and time on that giant billboard of the house that they moved. For real. I, for some reason, that bothered me. I'm like, that is so much money. The poor assistants And then what do they do, do with that? that when they're done? Yeah, no, you can't put that anywhere. You can't put that anywhere. Um, but I just feel like in terms of like how realtors were represented in that and that number one, there really wasn't a realtor. There was Chip Gaines, was Chip Gaines. who I believe has his license. Like I'm not d- debating been that, told. right? but it was super casual. And it was like, Hey man, these three houses are available. Like, I think because this one's been on the market for 28 days that they'll accept like a hundred grand less. <laughs> And then it magically would happen. And I'm like, yeah. that is not how it happens. And they're like, so turns out we did get it. And mm-hmm. what I told you my biggest issue there was they there they are buying a dilapidated shack that's often falling down. And when they would go to pan to the rest of the street, oh. I'm like, there is no way those people want to live on that street. I'm it sorry. It drove me nuts. It's Insane. like, we pick the worst house <laughs> on the worst street. We pump $300,000 into it. And now it's great. And now those people will never be able to sell their house ever. ever. <laughs> I'd start, I'm sorry, but that is for Dusty, reality. For us that do this for a living and flipping, I hate that word, but doing that essentially, right. it would drive us nuts. Yes. We're like, I, anybody can do that. Like, Absolutely. I'm going to go buy a $30,000 house in not the best area neighborhood yes. and just literally put $300,000 300000 Yeah, you're going to have a pretty cool house. But like, what? And I also get that they all had their own reasons why they were wanting to spend this much money in Waco, Texas. I get it. Yeah. I get it. To each their own. But you know what that show did? It made our lives harder as realtors. Yes. And here's why. You literally came in to a show where they were moving walls and mm-hmm. sometimes they showed you that they had to put that $6,000 beam upstairs to make sure that that wall didn't cave in because it was load bearing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they didn't. They didn't even, again, there was like one scene where a board would There's fall always, from the ceiling. It's like a script. It's so dramatic. And what it did was create a false sense of reality for all of our buyers, maybe myself included, swear to God, 
Yeah. Little Kaylin buying oh, house yeah. in 2011, being like, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And all it did was say, hey, realtor, make my dreams come true. I'm going to come in and, you know, fix this thing up. And we had no confidence if that, if they were going to be able to pull this off. Yeah. Or if it was a good idea, if it was a good, or a good idea investment. Or not. Yeah. And what I don't like about that show and like going into later, what we'd like to see is like how every, every show is, every single episode is the same. They would find it and then they would start. And of course, right in the middle, there was always like a thing they could, an unforeseen problem. Uh-oh. And that it would show, it would show Chip and Joanne on the phone. I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about this, are we? Yeah, okay. go for it. No one's listening. Like, you know. Um, and they would have to call the client to yep. tell them this said really major yep. thing. And they would be it would it would go like this, like, hey guys, um, we got into the foundation and um there is actually a major problem. It's gonna be about oh, thirty thousand dollars more. <laughs> and then it would pan to the sweet couple sipping their coffee yes. in their little coffee shop. Absolutely. And they'd be like, Oh man. Just a cool thirty grand. Oh gosh, man, we weren't expecting we that. We really wanted that circle drive, but I guess we'll but, fix the foundation. You know, things happen. Okay, thanks guys. <laughs> like in scene how it never oh, really goes that no, way. i you and i've probably been screamed at when we've oh, had to make phone calls that when we, yeah no so it, it's just too painful made our lives harder it just wasn't realistic i don't think in terms of knowing waco texas knowing the streets knowing 100%. like for the rest of the world that didn't know waco texas it was like what an amazing deal this oh. is great and how many people did you get yeah I would get probably once a quarter somebody that was moving to Dallas Fort Worth but wanted to also check out Waco. And oh, this is what I would always do. And God. I love Waco. Waco's great. Waco's yeah. great. But I would at least encourage them like spend just drive down there. Just spend drive a day. Down. Absolutely. And then if you want to look there, I'll get you a good agent there. Absolutely. And um, I think they didn't realize the drive. Like they didn't really realize how and when they hit that they construction. can't commute from Waco to, to <laughs> Dallas. Um, it's a cute thought. It is. But, but no, I, I am in complete agreement. And we again, love Waco. All of our Waco yeah, fans. Absolutely. All of our Waco all fans. All of our Waco all fans. All of them. We, lo- we do love Waco. I spend quite a bit of time there, actually. Yes, Maybe, you do. Yeah, I actually end up being there a lot. And it is a lovely little town. But I think I, anyone listening to this could be like, well, duh, guys it's just TV. It's just entertainment. No, like we really have set the bar at an unrealistic level with this like entertainment. And that's why we're talking about it today. Cause we're like, we're sick of it. Yeah. Like we're done with it. Done. Okay. So that's how we feel about fixer upper. I had on my list, this is a show I personally can't bring myself to watch, but and I don't even know if it's on anymore, but love it or list it. Do you remember this show? Yeah, I used to watch it. We had a designer and then we had a realtor and they were going to either renovate the home to make the couple happy or they were going to move. Again, I think my biggest like hiccup with a lot of this is how the real realtor is represented mm-hmm. in it. And this guy is aggressive. Yeah. He oh. giving us a bad name left and right. Like, again, I get pushy it. pushy with a client. Oh, drama, drama, drama. He wants to just win. He just wants to be the one that got them to to sell their house Absolutely. and buy. And of course the best one he always shows them is like a solid hour away from where they yeah. need to be. Like no, not the same community, not the same schools. Way They're- over budget. He's like, I know you want to spend 400. This one's 700, <laughs> but it gets you exactly what you want. It checks all the boxes. Checks all the boxes. Except for the fact that you can't afford it. Yeah. That I have a real sticking point with. Mm. And I think I told you, I have met with a couple girls recently who have thought about getting into this industry and they straight up said, you know, I just, it's hard for me when you think of realtors as so like, sleazy and these words are being used and I'm sitting here going I know a great group of agents that are not at all like that so it's the it's HGTV's fault basically I'm not mad at you HGTV we still would would love for you to call yeah no it's great give us a shout Um, so that's my issue with that show Mm -hmm. okay then 
wait, I got two more I got to touch on mm-hmm. and then we're going to get into the the Netflix and the Bravo of it mm-hmm. all. But I will say, I do think Hometown is a cute little show. I'm not mad about what they're doing. Mm. Napiers, is that mm-hmm. right? Don't tell me, don't ask me what town they're in because I couldn't tell you. I think you. it's Arkansas. Is it? I don't know. Good for you. Bentonville, but, I don't know. Oh, that sounds right. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yes, I know which one you're talking about. I don't watch it. <laughs> I, again, I don't I don't even think I've seen these in years. Yeah. I'm a two and a half year old for crying out loud. Um, but the, the Whatever one- Whatever you watch. I, you're like, I don't know one. <laughs> <laughs> the one, whatever. The one I do actually like. I would. Li- I love their style. Everything they do, I think, is so cool. And here's why: they often are doing the show after the person already owns the home, but mm-hmm. it's it's fixer to fabulous with Dave and Jenny Mars. I think they're precious. I actually really like everything that they come up with. It looks, it always looks good. I'm not disagreeing with any of their choices. But again, you know why? The realtor's not even involved in that one. Mm. And that's probably why I like that's it. That's why. That's yeah. like more of a design. It's a design show. Design show. It's, it's adorable. Okay. You and I said, I asked you if you watched these other shows that we're about to talk about. But the huge show that everyone's like obsessed with on Netflix for when it comes to real estate is Selling Sunset. Mm-hmm. Have you watched it? I don't because it makes me feel poor about myself. <laughs> not good for the self-esteem. It's not. Um, We're obviously I don't doing look it wrong. Like those yeah. realtors. <laughs> and I don't club. even know what the steps I have to take to look like that. Like I can't even tell you step one to get to that. You know what I love about this is we could literally have, be like top producers. We could be killing it with our numbers. And if we showed up on their doorstep, they would say, no, thank you, oh, ma'am. Oh, no. No, thank you. We only accept Barbies and supermodels. They we actually don't even there care if you do real internet. estate. Like, we would not be taken seriously. No, I can't watch it because um, I, no. <laughs> the drama too, again, we're talking about how realtors are represented in these shows, mm-hmm. but the drama, again, I get it. Like Real Housewives, they go on that show so that they can do stuff. I, it's it's about the drama. Like I understand, but where where is our representation I see, as I can realtors? watch Real Housewives because they're not realtors. That's right. Like, but if I watch Sel- Selling Sunset, I'm it's like, too oh my gosh, we have the same job. <laughs> we are so different. <laughs> It's way too close to home and it really doesn't, it doesn't give, it doesn't give what we give. How about that? Yeah. And then the last one, which I actually love, 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 love on Bravo Mm -hmm. is million dollar listing. Agree. Our girl, Tracy Tudor, who gave us a shout out on our cameo for your birthday. Yep. uh, Love her. Love all of them in LA. New York's Mm -hmm. a fun one too. Mm -hmm. But you and I talked about why we were okay with this one, even though we know that a lot of the conversations are staged or potentially like they're not even talking to anyone on the other end of the phone. Yeah. I feel like when I watch it, we're all in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Like we're not being duped or sold something. Like we all are there. Right. We're like, we know you didn't just talk no. to them. Yeah. We know you're not yelling at them on the phone. Yeah. We actually know you probably just closed this deal like 17 hours ago. Yeah. But we're reliving it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way about when I would watch um, Laguna Beach or- the hills oh yeah or like I feel like I was kind of in on that yeah you're like I get it guys now I feel like I was in on at the time (laughs) I was like this is real life but I (laughs) for some reason I don't mind million dollar listing because it's um super entertaining for me to see the houses and I don't feel like threatened by them because (laughs) we are not in this category we're not even in that category nor am I in the selling sunset category but I 
I don't know. Maybe it's because it was the OG. It was before Selling it Sunset. Was. So Absolutely. like, I'm like, eh, there's not really room for both of you guys. I agree it. with you. And yeah. I just, the actual characters. The and characters. I, hate, I, was yeah. gonna say, I hate to say it like that, but what they've, who, who they are yeah. and what they do on this show, it's, they're playful and they're fun. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're kind of, again, they're laughing at themselves a lot yes. of times. And who doesn't want to see like a pool party at a $52 million house in Burbank that you and I would absolutely never get a chance to do oh, something yeah, like no. that. But I love the creativity. Yeah, I do And I too. applaud them. Yep. I love it. I actually like that show, yeah. So what we did talk about is we're not just going to sit around and bitch about how much we hate all the current television shows, but I will say I am not one of these people that's like, I'm calling it, but I'm sorry. I personally, I'm over the, we flipped a house show. Mm -hmm. Like I'm over it. Mm -hmm. What's the next era of real estate television, house television, style television, whatever you want to call it, or streaming, I guess. Mm -hmm. And to me, you and I have come up with a couple thoughts yeah no one asked us to no and one these did. are free <laughs> advice to everybody that's listening i it, swear to god it's if we way up in netflix I, know. I was gonna say and then netflix gonna shows TM up with every it. single one absolutely but we've also decided that none of these could happen no none of them can happen because uh-uh. you can't truly show i mean everything because of obviously like there's privacy, too much privacy involved like, yeah but again, what did we decide that mm-hmm. one day between the podcast and the show, we're going to do this mm-hmm. and it's going to be our swan song mm-hmm. and it's going to say my love letter to real estate. And, and we'll do the real thing and then we'll never actually Thank be you realtors. and goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one I told you, These I want These are like see. dream. Yes. yes. If, we, if we could like all privacy things aside and violations and ethics and all that aside. Like, here I am sitting yes. and pitching this to Netflix right now. Like this is, this is the conversation. Yes. So the first show, show I want to see, is, show one is... I want a realistic, uh, you know what? It might even be a documentary. It could be a docu-series. Yes, a docu-series. I think we have to go docu-series. We got to go docu-series with it. And I think what I want to see is I want to watch the camera following a group of millennials who are living in the United States that are desperate to get out of their parents' houses or their rental and they want to own a property. Mm -hmm. And I want to see what they have to go through to save cut, you know, cut things. Like, are they not going out on every Friday and Saturday night? They're certainly not buying Starbucks. They're skipping, you know, trips to Target because they have a goal in mind. And and you and I talked about this. We're not talking about trust fund kids. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Love all our trust fund kids mm-hmm. too. Love yes. those listeners. Yes. But that's what we're talking about yeah. here. Like just the average hardworking American that wants to own a property and that's their dream. Mm-hmm. I want to see what that process looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think this is such a big issue of like what's happening in our country that we need to address, like, I don't know, we need to address it. Like, yeah. do, they, do they have student loans? How's their credit looking? I don't know about you, Heather, but there have been so many- you're going to ask my credit. Like, what? <laughs> so I don't know about ahead. you, but my credit is this. Go ahead. <laughs> Why don't you just tell the listeners? But there have been so many first-time home buyers that I have had to bring in a really excellent lender, and we've had to do a little work mm-hmm. before we even step foot in the house. That's improving credit. That's paying off some debt. That's getting things lined up, and that could take literally upwards of a year. Yeah, I want those conversations. Yeah, and I think that paired with the millennial age bracket, if you will, and social media, and how I've noticed, like, there's just this, a little bit of disconnect about, okay, we're approved for this amount, but we want this amazing, we, there's just so much in your face about what your house could be. It's kind of like, I'm so glad I got married before Pinterest, because 
Like you don't know what you don't know, I guess. Oh my God, exactly. So if you have a young thirties, you know, couple that's looking for this house. And like, when I was looking for my house, I was like, oh my gosh, does it have walls? Does it have a bathroom? Does it have running water? Like, great. Does it? And now there's so much expectation. I feel like on what your house could be and how cool it could be. And it needs to look like this. And, and so, oh my God, it has to have 16 foot ceilings and it has to have a perfect marble white kitchen. I mean, some people are waiting to find that perfect one. And then they are like oh are we waiting like what's you know what's you're, am reality? I gonna settle on this when in reality you're not maybe you're not settling maybe this is a great house but it's not like Pinterest worthy right now completely because I do have some I feel like that you know are waiting for that perfect house and I'm not saying you should settle or you shouldn't wait but I just think we're bombarded with so much design yes all around us yes. and it's like I ugh. I follow several people on Instagram again why Get, get it out of my hands. But I they are significantly younger than me. I'm I have no idea what their financial situation You're is. You're not significantly well, younger than me. Well, I am a hundred. Um you but I I literally see them in their kitchens doing tutorials or whatnot and the customization of everything. And yeah. I want to be like, how? I know. Please please tell me how. And and if you worked really hard and got to that point, amazing. If you are a trust fund kid, you know what? Not my place to judge. That's fantastic. But just somebody tell me how. So maybe mm-hmm. in this millennial docuseries, we would find out how. Yeah. Maybe we'd follow a bunch of different kind of financial paths, basically. Yes. And those people that are not saving money on Starbucks, I mean, they still are going to Starbucks, still going yes. to Target, and they're looking up being like, oh. And let's follow them over five years. Five years. For, for And again, this is when this is their goal. Who cares if you don't want to own? Whatever. I yeah. support you too. Yeah. That's totally. great. Yeah. But okay, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder how the Netflix people are reacting to this right now. Okay. Number two, we talked about this during the pandemic people straight up picked up and moved across the country. Yeah, we like, helped several of them. We did. Yeah. Giant moves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to places they had never been. Mm-hmm. But what it did was it pushed everybody out of their comfort zone. They wanted more space. They wanted land. They needed a gym. They needed a home office. And they realized that where they were currently living was not going to meet all those needs. I want to follow those people. I want to follow them when they did it, which again, we have to go, where's our time traveling machine? Because we have to go back. We have to go back. Which I'm okay that we'll figure that out. (laughs) Details. I want to find out how the move went, what it feels like to move across country, how expensive that was. And then I want to see how it's going. Mm -hmm. I want to see how it's going in a new town where you knew no one. The community was completely new. And often, like, why did you move there? Are you laughing? laughing? No, I'm laughing laughing? because we had this idea. I, I, I had a brainwave. We had this idea. I say we... Um, this sweet angel in our office who does like all of our cool media and stuff, who has the coolest ideas. And we, I had this happen. So I had this couple so cool, been in LA for like 10 years. Yes. They had the most interesting jobs and lives and they just picked everything up and moved <gasps> to, to Dallas Fort Worth. And how disappointed are they now? Well, they're not there, <laughs> okay, but what we, we, I had the idea, maybe we both did. I can't remember to, to truly document this from, we started from the beginning where we would, I was FaceTiming them at oh houses my God. and the video, the cameras were there. And then we, um, we, you know, then I would meet their parent, like their parents lived in the area. So I would meet them to show them we're still FaceTiming. And then the first time they flew here to actually see the house we're filming, we, this, this was like 30 show. minutes long so far. You had your own show. And then I was there for inspection day and we went through all of that. And I felt like I was like on a reality show. Truly. And we were going to somehow do something that we hadn't done before. And, and it was going to truly be like a 20 minute thing to watch. 
about this thing about I'm, in I'm, 2020, right? Yes, I'm on the edge of my seat. But what happened was at the very end, it was like a week of the week of closing and they had everything in a U-Haul and they were driving from LA to here. And all of a sudden the appraisal blew up. Oh. Like the appraiser wanted us to raise the electrical wires. Oh. And that oh meant God. we had to call Encore and like, it oh. got super stressful. So we stopped. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We stopped and we still have like hours of footage that's just sitting there. You've literally we just, just stopped. Wrapped up in a ball. Yeah. Why this can't work? Yes. Because the minute it gets unpretty. I was like, cameras yeah. off, cameras <laughs> off. Like it's too stressful. Like the last thing I they wanted was like, okay guys, can let's, the camera's going to be here for this conversation. Yes. Because they were, they had to like live in their U-Haul for like a <gasps> night because we hadn't, it was like, it just got so out of stressful. Hand. And then it was fine. Like and then it, was it was fine. fine. And they're happy. And like, they, they are they closed. They closed. Yeah. And they love it. It's all great. Like, but I wish we wouldn't have like, I'm like, that's what I want to see. It's like, Some, no, that's what I want to see too. Like, and even if the, the electrical wire aspect comes up, we got, I got to see that. I know, but in the, they're not here physically. So I'm there with the electrician like three times a day because it's like this whole thing. I am in shock. Um, and we have got to find this footage. I know. We will. I, it's, we, I watch and I cringe. I'm like such. That's like I'm. I'm like literally on the phone with you know. It's like I think I was in. A, we, I thought I was. So in are we changing our minds about wanting a show? We don't need. I actually. I, I literally. But I'm just don't laughing need a show. because we had that, this yes. idea to truly document what did that not how it's going, yeah. but like what is that process like? And then we just stopped. And then you just <laughs> because it got stressful. Things got hard. <laughs> because things got hard. We want, that's how the, yeah, we want everything to be wrapped up in this pretty, pretty little, little bow. bow. But anyway, I do, I would, they're doing great. I love them. I would be curious, like just in general, like how is it going now? Like, have you gone back to the office? Can we get them back on the, can we get them on the podcast? Yeah, I'm okay, sure. Let's get them on and let's, we'll, we'll be the ending of that. We'll yeah, we record it. it. I know, I know. <laughs> and then that'll be the end. That'll be your documentary. Mm-hmm. And then we will put that out there. Yeah. Holy crap. I know. Here I am pitching this and you and kind you of haven't got it. it. I no. know. All right. Well, that's idea number two. Okay. Number three. And this is one of those that like literally can't happen due to legalities, but I don't know if a lot of people know this, but in many places, especially attract like really great places that we all want to go visit, VRBO and Airbnbs are not legal. Mm -hmm. So actually in the city of Fort Worth, if anybody doesn't know that, they're technically not legal. Mm -mm. Now, there's a lot of red tape behind it that, you know, you can kind of pull it off. We're not saying what you can do and what you can't do, but we just kind of know what what it is and what happens, right? Yeah. But what I want to see is a series, a docuseries of hosts, like good hosts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So good VRB owner, VRBO owners and good Airbnb owners that have one property, multiple properties and what that process looks like. Everything from how often does it need to be cleaned? How often does someone destroy the property? What does it look like with overbookings, underbookings? Mm-hmm. Like how do you sustain that mortgage if you have one, if you know, and maybe even follow like a person just starting off on yes, this. Yes. I'm very curious. That's something I don't know. And pretty much anything about. It feels very taboo, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think you yes. and I both know people that do this and mm-hmm. you know, I, awesome, like more power to them. Unfortunately, we can't get them on here because yeah. you can't own the damn <laughs> yeah. things in Fort Worth. You're but. not probably gonna, um, <laughs> but there is definitely it. an art to it and a bit like a, it's amazing. Like yeah. I have friends that do it and it's, 
it's amazing what they can pull can off. Pull off. And they, but there are so many moving parts to it that blow my mind that I'm exactly. like, I would have never thought about. Yes. And I know there's other podcasts out there that say, here's how to own it. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want no. that. I want this is the not show. the Dave Ramsey way I to I don't want no. the Dave Ramsey way to do this. This is like what happens when like, you know, you, because a lot of these Airbnbs, VRBOs also have cameras. And yes. I'm like, what do you do when you see somebody like smoking Yes, on your back patio? Do you just like get in your car and go down there? Do you yeah, charge them out? Or what totally. if they bring their dog and they're not supposed to? Or Well, and like little things, like we often hear, I know there's a lot of things out there that's like the horror stories from the, from the visitor's end, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you and I went to one and we had a terrible experience and the reviews up the wazoo, but that's why I want it flipped. Like mm-hmm. I want it from yeah. the other end. So that we can, because to me, that is so real estate. Like, mm-hmm. and all you hear and see about what people want out of real estate is these investment properties. And this is a huge component of that. Yeah. In Napa, they they have partnered with the city. There is now a like a hospitality tax, basically, which yes. is really what the cities want because mm-hmm. it's not operating like a hotel. That's basically how it's ever going to become legal in any of these places that it's not. But I do feel like we could absolutely pull this off. We've yeah. got to get a show about this. Yeah. But I want the real crap. Yes. I don't I want don't, this. I don't want to shut the cameras off when things get hard. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't want this whole like drama mid-sequence like leading up with like some dramatic music and then you find out that like the people canceled on the VRBO. Yeah. I don't want that. No. I want like actual iPhone footage of what's happening. Yes. yes. Or I showed up after these people left and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, you had an um, excellent yes, docuseries idea. I would, I love how these are clearly straight to docuseries. <laughs> um, We're ready. It has to, I would love a true first year in real estate. So follow somebody who, you know, left their corporate nine to five job with benefits yep. and health insurance yep. and took a leap of faith um, and said, I'm going to, I'm going to do this real estate thing. And I want to, I, the first year is so hard in I'm so like many ways. Just Me too. It. Yeah. And I was like, I just want like a no hold bar, like true Yes. Like this is my first year. Like I wake up on Monday. What do I do? Yes. And like a time lapse of their day. Yes. A time lapse. Because two hours of it might be sitting and watching Netflix. Yes. What One of these docuseries, yes. in fact. Yeah. going to just, because it's like, you don't know what you should be doing or you have those people that just join the the team and oh, they're man. at the trainings and they mm-hmm. are just making cold calls and they're they doing pop buys and name tags and, and then like they go home and they stare at themselves at the mirror and like, what if I pick up? what What have have i I done done? (laughs) like it costs a lot of money to keep up your license your first year you lose i mean i left the 401k i left the health insurance i left all that any security net any security see you later like um and 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 like a a camaraderie i would almost argue like you have co-workers we have heard about your bank co-workers they sounded like great people so great (laughs) and it's like following that person who's brand new to their first listing appointment like how do you say that like I'm so glad I can at least, one thing I have going for me is like experience. Like, yep. how are you supposed to get that first listing when you're like, nope. I have never done this before, Yes, but I'm going to sell your most important, most expensive asset, asset. that you own Absolutely. and will ever own. You are. But just trust yep. in my name tag, in <laughs> and my the red courses power that suit. I took. <laughs> and I mean, 
That's like, I don't know. I want to, sh- I want to like a real life, like, and you've got your rent. I mean, this is come, I mean, you've got your rent or mortgage that's yep. still going to be due yep. next month. And you have one deal that you got that might close. Dying what for happens if it doesn't? Yes. I'm and maybe dying. you haven't done the whole, okay, don't quit my day job until I have six months worth of reserves. Like I didn't, I had nobody told me that. And you know what we should do? We should not only follow the first person who has like cut the cord and just like leapt into it, yeah. but we need to follow the person who's like still juggling too. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause we've done that, Heather. You I've and I were done both that. Yeah. in that world. Yeah. And that is also not an easy feat, but I mean, I mean, talk about the hats that you're wearing yeah. in that time period of your life. Just so like, awkward. Oh, it's so I'm just thinking horrible. back to my first year. So awkward. <laughs> and that's all I was thinking too, is like, even that conversation of when you're trying to sound so confident, I'm sorry, you're faking it till you make it. Like you yeah, just are. And you're dealing with like a thousand bajillion realtors already. So yes. how are you? supposed to go to they're like they always say like oh you just like ingrain yourself in your community and like build up those now how am I supposed to go to my preschool play date day one and be like hey moms like do you guys need some real estate help I just got my license 100%. like everybody knows realtors that are yes have been that have already been doing like 20 it. years I had this exact thought yesterday because I was thinking like what what can make you stand out when you don't have experience because to your point Heather like the yeah. one thing you and I have I mean aside from you know strike good looks and outrageous charisma is our experience in real estate. Like we can say, no, I've done it for X amount of years and I have 15 examples to tell you why this is going to happen. There was nothing worse than in my first year of real estate when I would turn in a contract and a seasoned agent would come back and be like, honey, you forgot to check this box. And sometimes they were nice and sometimes they weren't. Sometimes they they weren't. Why did you do it this way? And I'm sitting there going, I don't freaking know So I want to see all that. I want to see how you're treated by other realtors. Yep. I want to see how you're treated by a client that, you know, maybe he's 45 year old investment guy and he's sold and bought 10 houses and yes. somehow you got connected with him and you're like, it's your dad's he friend, knows basically. more. Of, yeah. Your yeah. dad's friend, <laughs> your dad's friend, dad's friend. He knows more about it than you do. And you're just like, you having panic. I mean, I wouldn't sleep at night. Nope. I wouldn't. Mm-mm. I was, it was so stressful. I had enough naivety, right. That mm-hmm. I was like, no, I can do this. And again, looking back and like, what on earth? One of these days, I really, truly am going to talk about my first year in real estate because it will blow your mind the things that I did. <laughs> like that, that maybe might get you in that trouble. That would get me in trouble. <laughs> like in terms, not in trouble, like not really like, but like, like the people... <laughs> I had to do my first year, like not telling people I was a realtor. Exactly. I didn't want to lose my job. Uh, I get it. My corporate job. Yep. So, um, yeah. yeah. It puts you in a pickle. It put me in a pickle. I want to. I, I would. I, just we're doing, as an example, no, we're doing a whole example. We're doing a example, whole episode on this. There's something called DocuSign. Yes. Which for some reason I thought was $1 million a month. <laughs> Turns out it's like 15. I don't know. <laughs> But what you could have are free trials. So yes. you could, hey, put your email address in there and you could use it for 30 days. How many emails did Kaylin, you create? I created 32 emails. <laughs> and if you didn't think that created a problem, you're wrong. Because every time I would go in there and we had a deadline and we had to get this done, sure enough, my free trial had expired. <laughs> and I had to create another Hotmail account. Another. This is like, what is going on? I had nobody, nobody. With this first company I was with, thank God I was only there for a year and I hopped into like a true Schmeller Williams and they taught you everything. But like nobody was telling me like, Heather, no. like just 
pay, like this is an investment in your business that will help you. If we haven't shouted from a rooftop to join like an established brokerage. So I create, that's what I mean. I created like 32 (laughs) bogus email addresses to get 32 free months worth of DocuSign when I I could have just- Paid for it. Probably just done that. If someone would have just told you. When I think about my first year of real estate, again, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, we are absolutely doing an episode on this. But I, A, A, I think I sold two houses. And I saw some tagline yesterday from a real estate podcast that said, in my first year of real estate, I sold. And it was was an exorbitant More than we sold combined last year. Yeah, absolutely. It was just insane. And I thought, bullshit. I'm sorry. Like I'm calling it unless somebody handed you like a plot of land with a ton of acres or something or like, or like a condominium and you Mm -hmm. suddenly sold all of them. No way in your first year of real estate. Did you do that? I'm sorry. Fight me on it. (laughs) But I think I sold two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So again, setting expectations here and I absolutely gave money away. I I did it for reduced rates. I totally threw money at problems I no, so I made like a dollar. And my average price point when I first started was like seventy seven thousand dollars. Yes, I'm not joking. That was like the list price. List price or the and I um, you made one dollar. Yeah, after my cut with the team I was on. I mean, I, it was just, it was hard. It was brutal. And I started looking, I'm like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? So that's what we need to show is not only who does it, like we need to follow them throughout that first year. We need to see who sticks who with stays it. Who stays with it. I'd be shocked. It's like- I'd really be shocked. I know. love when we make ridiculous comparisons that are not even remotely the same, but it's like all the kids that drop out of um, med, not med school, but like pre-med that first year of mm-hmm. college. Again, by the way, they Again. Have, they're saving lives. I love this. We're not. No. <laughs> but I'm comparing it to that. Like yeah. who who made the cut? Who kept going with it? I tried to Google yesterday actually how many realtors in Texas, you know, have their license. Mm-hmm. And again, the number is not super accurate because it's also it's brokers and it's um, appraisers and it's a few other people um, like that that kind of have to so have like their 8. license. So like 8.1 billion? 8.7 billion. billion. Yes, exactly. Okay. But I can only imagine. I want to see who makes it from year one to Me year two. Me too. I'd be really curious. We're going to find, find that. that. Um, well, I, I think that was it. But for some reason, I have number five. All I wrote down was real person. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that at all. So we'll have to follow back up. Number five is real person. <laughs> well, what I wrote down was just real, realistic real estate transactions. And and then it, I came back at every time. It can't happen. No. There's too much on the line. There's too much privacy. We just can't no, get into you can't. it. But, but that tell all, when you and I are retired from this gig, man, man. just wait for it. Book deals, Abs- today show. Out the wazoo, really I mean, telling it how it is. Yeah. So these were our pitches. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but if Netflix or HGTV comes a knocking, we'll give you the rights to these as long as we can be involved. Because these are this is the stuff we want to see. Yeah. And I'm sorry, nobody cares about the flipping house thing, I know. reno crop. Of, I don't care anymore. No, I no. tried to have my own show and I reached out to... <laughs> <laughs> the people that I know in the business, because I actually do know, and I'm trying to get them on, which I probably step one would be to ask them. That'd be a good idea. Um, so I need to do that first, but I'm trying to get them on because I actually do know quite a bit about the like behind the scenes with these shows. 
And I reached out to him recently because I do feel like everybody's like, y'all need your own show. Y'all need your own show. I'm like, no. I'm like, maybe we do. Have but I reached you out. Taylor's biggest fear in life is me being on television. Oh. Most people, it's like, I, I don't want my wife to die in a car accident. Not Taylor's. It's His you biggest being fear on- is me being on television. Well, we just spent the whole episode talking about the shows that we want to, well, we want to be involved in. How about we want to be involved? We want to be like the Shonda Rhimes of Totally. These. They make more money anyways. Um, but anyway, long story short, he was like, because I was like, I feel like we could like totally do it. We move every two years. Like, it's like crazy. Oh. Oh, funny you totally nerd. could but he's like yeah i need more like what's <gasps> like what else i'm like that see that's where we're headed see, like that's the problem. people are over just the we're a funny family that flips a house i couldn't wait i was literally sitting there yesterday like okay i'm sorry why aren't I'm they like, i have red hair I'm, i have a fiery redhead my son has red hair <laughs> Like what more? Why isn't that the show? Yeah. We're two, flipping houses in Texas. Two what else? redheads in a, in a house flipper. Yeah. That's I don't great. know. But you're right. I think we, people want the real stuff, but we can't. But we can't. But you know what? I just want to be involved in it. Yeah. Like, I just want, and I know I'm, I'm sitting here right now. I'm telling you right now, people are listening to this and they're going, hell yeah, I would watch those shows. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I would watch every single one of those. Yes. And maybe we'll just do like a, a not, we should do like a couple anonymous episodes where we like hide people's voices and like try to get the truth out. Yes. I'll, maybe I'll finish the docuseries that oh, I started good. in 2020. Okay, good. We'll then we'll have, then we'll, we'll have something we'll, good we'll, to watch. Yeah. We'll like go act the end of it. That would really happen. You know what I mean? Like we'll bring in a fake appraiser. We'll bring in a Frank and electrician. It would be no different than how HGTV Right. That's is what I mean. It. Like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I can't wait to make these yeah. at some point in time. Mark our words right here on this episode. And this- I am going to actually ask the professionals I know that are okay. in this industry because it's very interesting. I've actually been a part of a sizzle, which Ooh. I will leave that as a little teaser to those that don't know the lingo in the... in the. You're leaving the sizzle for the sizzle? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you're sizzling us sizzling right now? Sizzling right now. I'm so Cooking impressed. I can't wait. And I can't wait to you know turn this off and find out what the hell that means. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Heather, too much fun today. I literally can't even handle it. Anytime that we get to talk about just the crap that we want to talk about. It's a great day. It's a great day. It's a great day. Listeners, thank you as always for being here. We will see you next week. Heather, have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need?